Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Hello, good afternoon. Welcome to joining us today. We're coming to you live from our studios in Kokum Limley. We're on DTT because we're free to on DSTV channel 421 and Go TV channel 125. We are your home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. Coming up this afternoon, Vice President Task Engineers from the Volta River Authority and officials of NATMO to find a more sustainable approach to handling the spillage of excess water from the Akosombo Dam after touring some affected communities in the South and Central Tong districts. We have details of his visit to those affected areas. In the Bono East region, some persons living along the Volta Lake relocate to their farms for over three weeks after their homes were flooded. Lata Chimota School qualifies to the final stage of the National Science and Maths Quiz as it beats St. Louis SHS and Wesley Girls in the just-ended semi-final contest. Elsewhere, over 30,000 killed in Gaza in war with Israel. We have the very latest for you. We have business sports. World News Showbiz, all coming up in this bulletin. My name is Aishi Brian. Do stay for details. Vice President Dr. Mamadou Balmia has tasked engineers from the Volta River Authority and officials from the National Disaster Management Organization with the responsibility of finding a more sustainable approach to handling the spillage of excess water from the Akosombo Dam. The VRA commenced the spillage of the Akosombo Dam on September 15 due to the rising levels of the dam leading to flooding downstream. But speaking to the chiefs and people of Sokwe, 
after touring some affected communities in the South and Central Tong districts, the Vice President Dr. Baumia urged the VRA and NATMO to, as a matter of urgency, find better ways of managing excess water from the dam. My colleague Carlos Coloni has the rest of the story. This is how the Vice President touched down in the South Tong district capital, Sugakofe. His first point of call was New Bakpa, thence to Komboni and Sokwe, where he interacted with chiefs and expressed his sympathy to flood victims. Dr. Bomia described the devastation of property as major disaster and challenged officials of the Volta River Authority to find a more sustainable way of dealing with the spillage of the Akusumbo Dam, considering the rising concerns of climate change. This, I am told, is the biggest flooding disaster we have seen seen since 1963 so it's been 60 years since the last such disaster took place and it has affected so many livelihoods so many people so much property so many farms so many fishing um implements and so on so it has devastated our livelihoods around this area and when i look at the community in Sukhoi when I was coming in, so many places are flooded, so many houses, and it is a very sad event. And as I am here uh, with you, let me really express my sympathies. Babanami, we will take into account all the needs that have been expressed. To be expressed a lot of needs for the community and we will take all of that into account as the community uh, as the government prepares the support package to the communities it's very important that we look as i, I have mentioned it already to vra that we need to look for long-term solutions to this flooding because it will happen this year we can deal with it now. What about next year? Because climate change appears to be taking hold. A few years ago, we were all worried about the water levels of the Volta Dam, that it was too low. Now we are worried that it is too high. And so we need to look for engineering solutions to the spillage of the water out of the filter dam so that it doesn't affect the communities because if we don't look for long-term solutions we'll have to be dealing with these disasters on a regular basis with climate change so i've challenged vra and NADMO to really put their heads together and get the engineers to work and look at how we can build a very efficient way of spilling the, the, the water over time. Meanwhile, to add to government efforts, the vice president personally donated a sum of 160,000 Ghana cities to the eight affected districts to support relief efforts. Here is the Minister of Information, Kojopo Nkrumah, presenting the cash donation to the chiefs and people of Sukwe. Uh, he's been traveling across some of the towns to see for himself the impact uh, of the relief efforts that we are putting in place. As he mentioned, the government support is in various stages. First is the temporary support for our brothers and sisters who have been displaced. And as he mentioned, there are 20 locations where the support is going. And so even this morning, 
Uh, I do understand that part of our relief efforts that were supposed to come here came here this morning as they are going to various other um, locations and it will be done intermittently as the numbers are monitored, as the days are monitored and as more support should be coming in that area. In addition to that, uh, His Excellency the Vice President in his own capacity, as he has been going around, has asked um, that we make available to the eight communities or the eight districts that have been affected by the spillage, uh, his personal contribution of 160,000 Ghana cities, which we are going to give to the regional minister, to be used to support the victims in the eight districts that have been affected. This Meanwhile, major economic activities in the region have been brought to the knees as a result of the floods. A number of fresh fish sellers at Sogakope say the disaster has drastically reduced their daily sales. Carlos Coloni, once again. As for this water there, we use it every day. We, this is the water we are using. No water. We can't get any water anywhere. This is the only water that we are using. Even the tilapia cry, if you want to stock tilapia, you have to use water, this water to wash it before you stock it. Even we still use it drink in drinking. We still use it in washing. We use it in bathing. So no source of water for us. This is the only water that we depend on. So everything is falling drastically. Even our business crap, people are not coming out to come and buy from us. This is the water we are because they said the water is contaminated, so they cannot come and buy the fish for us. So we are suffering. So this has really affected your business? Yes, please. How serious is it? Paint a picture. On a scale of 100 to 10, what level has it fallen to? 90%. Yes, because uh, since morning, I've not made any single sale. Even yesterday, how much did I sell? 500 cities. So before, how much would you, would you have uh, sold on a day, on a regular day? Yes, like two thousand or three thousand. But now, yesterday, five hundred. Today, nothing. We are really suffering. So apart from the fact that you do not have uh, portable water to drink, the situation is equally affecting businesses here. In yes, please. Even our, our buildings are collapsing. People are. Uh, moving out from their houses to go and rent in the town because of the situation. Houses are collapsing. They are crying. As for me too, the water too, it has entered my house. Very soon, maybe, I'll pack out. And I don't know where to go. Apart from this water, you won't get any water anywhere. In the morning, you, this is where they fetch water to bath, to cook, to drink. Some of the people, they don't have access, uh, access to pure water to pipe water. So this is the only source of water that they get. So we are pleading with the NGOs, the authorities. The VRA, they, 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 they never tried at all because I don't know how to put it. A lot of things have gone down because even the business that we are doing here, people are not coming to purchase because people are scared. People thought the water have covered the bridge, so they can't come out to buy the, the, the tilapia or the business that we are doing here. So we are really suffering. We need the government to help us. Mm. If you say your business has gone down, paint a picture. Yeah, because uh, at first, people, uh, at first, sometimes you can sell 2,000, 3,000 a day. But for now, no. Things have really gone down. People people are not coming to, to buy. So we need the government and the NGOs, the authority. They should help us. 
Well, First Sky Group Limited, a leading Ghanaian company, has stepped forward to provide a glimmer of hope to the flood victims of the three Tong districts. This generosity is further underscored by the unwavering support of the group's chairman, Eric Sedi Kutoche, who has pledged his full support to assist the people during these challenging times. Ivy Setoji has more. The devastating impact of natural disasters like floods can leave a lasting mark on communities affecting the livelihoods and well-being of countless individuals. Recognizing the urgent need for assistance in the face of this adversity, the First Sky Group Limited has donated a significant sum of 1 million Ghana cities worth of relief items to aid the affected communities. This invaluable contribution, according to the group chairman, Mr. Eric Sadi Kutoche, who undoubtedly served as a beacon of hope for the affected residents who were striving to rebuild their lives. And you realize that these victims that are going through this, it's not anything that they have done. It's not their fault. They are going through this to save Madagana. If that is not done, you realize that our country will be plunged into darkness as a matter of fact. So it rolls on us as an individual, as a corporate organization to come and salvage this suffering that our people are going through. I think that's where we have come in as a first kind group to offer these donations to at least to bring a form of relief to our people who are going through these unfortunate situations. The MP for the area, Samuel Ablakwa Okujoto, was grateful for the kind gesture and pledged that the items will be distributed evenly among the affected people. Majiba Ma'ashio. said he was overwhelmed by the show of love from the first guy group limited and urged organizations to emulate the gesture i feel uh, happy and uh, very grateful to first guy group companies uh, for coming uh, here to donate these huge items to us uh, we are grateful to them and uh, I believe that others will follow suit. Ivy Satoji, Joy News, Bato. My colleague Carlos Caloni, who's been in that uh, village, uh, I mean, in th- all the three uh, districts, uh, joins me live with updates. Carlos, where have you visited today and what can you report from there? 
All right, Aisha, I've been to the three Tong districts, precisely North Tong, Central Tong, as well as um, uh, South Tong. And so the situation is not getting any better, especially in all of these three uh, districts. In North Tong, for instance, many of the victims are leaving the community, I mean, to relatives in other parts of the country. I've been told that some have gone all the way to Akosombo, Akshayman, Kumasi, and all that. And indeed, in one of the camps that we visited on Monday, the numbers have actually gone down. I mean, according to those we've been speaking to uh, at that camp, they are saying that the conditions there is making it uh, impossible for them to uh, have, uh, I mean, good life there. So most of them are living that particular camp. Now, if you go to Central Tong, the situation has not changed there. But there's something peculiar about the South Tong district, where... The residents are saying that the water levels are rising, yet relief items are slow in... Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Coming. And uh, in fact, they believe that this is due to the fact that the hype has been on Mepe. And so all the relief items are going to Mepe. So those in South Tong, they feel neglected. And according to them, there are about 39 communities in South Tong that are currently going through the same situation just as we have it in Mepe, yet they are not getting such support. And so um, the a Member of Parliament for North Tong, Samuel Kujeto uh, Ablakwa, is on the ground. He's been making some donations. Uh, as we speak, he's making one at the RC Busy School near St. Kizito uh, School. And then uh, we've been talking to him, and he is saying that uh, uh, the VRA engineers will be, uh, you know, brought before Parliament to ask, answer questions as to why they've had to let this level of devastation take place. And so we can take a listen to him and see what he has been saying. The Mapa Presby Park, and we did a distribution there. Uh, today we want to focus on the camps. Uh, the, we are the uh, Mapa uh, uh, RCJHS, and, um, and just... Um, uh, adjoining this uh, compound is the Mapa San Quisito Senior High School. We are going to make sure that they receive their items. Uh, because this is a disaster just ca that just came upon us, we are now putting the data together. Uh, so what we are hoping to do is that by close of week, we will have actual names and numbers, total numbers, how many are in each camp and then we will be dealing with the names so that when we bring in the relief items we know that these are the number of people here this is a specific room this is a classroom that they are and then we'll bring their their items to them because uh some of the classroom might be female only some might be male even with the female uh if there are young adolescents amongst them then you know the kind of uh, items that you should give them and all of that so we are putting the data together i have a separate team that is putting the data analyzing the data and that will help us so definitely in the initial stages of any disaster things will be chaotic but 
from next week, we expect things to be more organized and uh, more put together. So at this particular RC basic school, what are the items? Uh, so and what are the numbers you're looking at? Yeah, so uh, the reports uh, we received from uh, our colleagues uh, who... Who, who are in the in the camp is that they will need some more mattresses uh, they will need uh, uh, food items and they will need mosquito nets so those are and you heard that Samuel Okuja his MP for Nortong, and you also heard Carlos Caloni with some updates from those three districts. In a related development, some persons living along the Volta Lake in the Bono East region have had to relocate to their farms for over three weeks after their homes were flooded. Recent heavy rains have resulted in the overflow of the lake, leading to flooding of surrounding villages. Affected persons say they are yet to receive relief items from government agencies. Nanaya Ojima has more. At least six communities in the Pru East district are affected by the flood. Faisal is the last among residents of Vutudeke to evacuate their homes after the floods. The floodwaters have taken over the whole community. I'm the last person to evacuate because my home was on a hill, so I was the last to be affected. A piece of farmland is cleared for the construction of a hut for shelter. With support from other community members, the wooden structure is nearing completion. Dried grass is used to roof the structure for habitation, but he fears his property may be destroyed should it rain again. I'm now going to other people's homes for polythene bags to cover my properties. If it rains, I would have to seek shelter from another individual's home. Faisal's family is one of the over 500 families of Butudeke to be affected by the flood. Already, some families have completed their shelters. Fanti Ekra is the hardest hit community by the flood. An overwhelmed assembly member, Mohammed, sheds tears. My house is now filled by victims of flood. We are in need of help now. Many continue to count their losses as the floodwaters are yet to recede. The NDC parliamentary candidate for the area, Emmanuel Kwekubuam, is leading efforts to solicit support for the victims. Not even the district office of Nadmo. They tell you they don't have anything. The region doesn't equally have anything. And please, please, this is a very serious national disaster. Please. Don't let us wait because health authorities are even warning us of possible uh, uh, um, water-related diseases. So please, don't let us wait till the uh, unfortunate happens before we can. Some of us uh, have gone to their aid with something small, some water, uh, bags of water, and then uh, places where they can sleep with some bags that they can use for their tents. But it's still not enough. 
Joint News Investigations have revealed the Pro East District Assembly have been able to secure a piece of land to resettle the Fantiokra community. For Joint News, Nana Ojima reporting. PCE for the Pro East constituent Adam Abdullahi says though the Assembly is working to relocate victims to a temporary shelter, a longer-term approach will require total resettlement of persons living along the bank of the river. This, he says, will avert any disaster in the future given the perennial nature of flooding. He spoke on the AM show with Benisa Bobedo Lanza. Able to acquire land for the people temporarily. But uh, looking at things, when we when we got the place for them, they think that that place would have been nice for them so that they don't go back to the place even if the water situation there is or if the place has come to back to normal because it might revisit them. So they will think that what we have gotten for them to the temporary place, they would like to uh, stay there for life. But you know, if it starts if it isn't that they should stay there for life, you know, we need to go back to Nananum and then speak to them because I don't think Nananum will leave the land to us for free. She will definitely something. Well, now that it is temporary, there's something small that will be for Nananum to pay. Heavy rains and the river overflows. Those who live very closer to the lake, it normally happens to, to them. So it is something that has been, this is not the first time we have experienced this, it has been happening. But this time around, it has. This time, this time it has come more than it has been coming. That is why the situation is like this, as we see. There was no warning whatsoever from NADMO, from, uh, you didn't receive any indication from the Ghana Meteorological Agency, for example, about heavy rains which would possibly cause floods, right? Um, actually, for that one, um, uh, I can't uh, speak to that, but what I know is that the, the NADMO, who are in charge of that, they have been doing all these things anytime there's this situation to them. But our only. There our since only the floods began? Has NADMO been there since the floods began? Yes, please. Okay, um, and what have they been telling you? Do you need to evacuate more people? Um, will, is the flooding situation getting worse? Yes, some people, as, as I yesterday, I went to a place in Yeji called uh, Printing Confinciano. Uh, some of them are going to look at the day that they, as we see, coming that has not stopped as it is now. What that means is that we should expect more. Then, for now, those of our brothers who are in the villages, Away from the floods, President Ekofuado has expressed optimism that the Ghanaian economy is recovering despite the shocks experienced in its administration. According to him, inflation, which is a major driver, is gradually declining and thus projecting a positive economic outlook. He's therefore convinced of hitting a single-digit inflation target before his tenure in office ends in 2024. Samuel Mbura has more in this report. His remarks during his address at the presidential conference on youth in agriculture held as part of the second phase of the planting for food and jobs program at the University of Ghana. I'm happy to inform you that the prospects for the rebounding of the Ghanaian economy are growing stronger and stronger. We're working hard to sustain this momentum. Inflation has reduced from 54.1% in December 2022 
50% in September. And there's every indication that by the end of the year, it will be around 27%. And by the end of my tenure next year, 15%. The exchange rate has also stabilized. It is my fervent wish that before I leave office, we can return our nation to the single-digit rate of inflation that characterized my first term in office, especially as food supplies, supplies are increasing with food prices declining. And I'm determined to continue to work on this. The Youth in Agriculture Program, which is a component of the Planting for Food and Jobs Initiative, is designed to provide young people with essential agricultural inputs at no cost serving as an incentive to stimulate their interest in farming. The president indicated that the World Bank has committed $200 million to support the tree crop authority and encouraged the youth to exploit the opportunities in cash crop farming. NPP MP for Doma is Paul Chumberima has petitioned the national chairman of this party warning any factionalism within the party will simply lead them into defeat in 2024. The MP is calling for calm and urging the party to create a peaceful and level playing field for all candidates in the election. I think we've done the needful on 26. Clearly, MPP has done it before. And we will do it again. However, it is not out of place for us to caution ourselves that 4th uh, November is not our final election. 4th November is an election for the new patriotic party to win, not an individual to win. So it is important that we, 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 we take critical notice on how we act now, during, and before or and after the 4th of November. The new patriotic must come out as a winner. The elephant must be the winner for the day. And we will all rally behind the elephant, the, real, the red, white, and blue, going into December 7, 2024. Nothing should change that perception or that mind. And I am confident in our national chairman and our national executives that they will lead such a course. We have done it before, and we truly we're going to do it again. The Wenchi Greek Research Station in the Bono region is collaborating with the Savannah Greek Research Institute, SARI, to introduce a new technology and their project called Nutrient Catalyzed Agricultural Transformation, NUTCAT. The project seeks to expose farmers to the best farm management practices that will enhance the productivity of their fields. Researchers from Savannah Greek Research Institute of the Council for Scientific and Industrial Research have been showcasing the maize demonstration field that has undergone the best farm management practices. Let's talk Hafui Ajume's report. She will copy, uh, we, we, uh, we copy the Marquis Committee on Independence. Apologize for the wrong said. Let's now uh, get that report. Oh, 
We'll be bringing you that report uh, later in the bulletin. But now the United States Agency for International Development, USAID, is supporting more than 300,000 children and pregnant women with nutrition services across 55 municipalities in northern Ghana. The initiative is under its malnutrition program dubbed Advancing Nutrition. The program is winding down after three years of guiding beneficiaries on their diet mix in Savannah, Northern and Northeast, Upper West and East regions to improve their health. There's more in this report. The Nutrient Catalyzed Cultural Transformation Project is a collection of research and training programs focused on improving USAID's flagship nutrition project, Advancing Nutrition, which started in 2020 with the aim of addressing the root causes of malnutrition and enhancing long-term health and development in the northern part of the country, has come to an end. Speaking at a national learning event... Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Assess the achievement of the project. The director of missions at USAID, Kimberly Rose, said the project has supported over 250,000 children and over 100,000 pregnant women. I think it's been an excellent journey. We invested about $8.6 million over the past three years, and we've really gotten some interesting outcomes, including reaching about 250,000 children under five and uh, about 120,000 pregnant women or women in general to improve their um, nutrition um, uh, status in the country. So we're really uh, thrilled about the results that we've gotten, and we'll continue to work with the government of Ghana to improve in this area. Chief of Party for USAID's Advancing Nutrition, Salom Kofiazuma, indicated that the 17 districts they collaborated with has significantly improved in integrating food and nutrition security into their medium-term development plans. And I'm happy to say that for the 17 districts that we have supported and worked with, we've seen a significant improvement in integrating food and nutrition security into the immediate term development plan, which is a huge step towards ensuring that we begin to own funding for nutrition. Because once you have it planned or integrated and included in our development plan, it means that it's been budgeted for accordingly. And once it's been budgeted for, then when there are releases to the districts, the expectation is that nutrition share of that release will be made available. Director General of the Ghana Health Service, Dr. Patrick Kuma Abuaje, also commended the project for its contributions to improving nutrition planning. I am pleased to note that since 2020, USAID Advanced Nutrition has worked collaboratively with the government of Ghana to improve the nutrition landscape in this country. Your efforts have been in the area of providing technical support and assessment services to improve district planning for the equitable delivery of services focusing on household resilience and early childhood growth and development. Furthermore, the USAID Advancing Nutrition Strategy for Strengthening Multisexual Nutrition Planning 
coordinating their financing and getting food and nutrition integrated into a medium-term development plan is one which will ultimately help to improve nutrition planning and sustainable financing for nutrition. Although the project has come to an end, the funding for nutrition from USAID has not ended, as Don Krumer's report for Joy News. Some breast cancer survivors are demanding government absorbs the full cost of treatment of the disease under the NHIS. That scheme currently covers the cost of chemotherapy and some consumables used for treatment. But the survivors tell joinees the cost-intensive nature of treating the disease has left many with debt. Jocelyn Yaokuma, a breast cancer survivor, explains to Joy News why NHIS must cover the treatment. Cassie. You get people to come in for treatment, but at the end of the day, the cost of treatment is really killing. So some start and then they are stuck. Even at just the diagnosis stage, so from you've identified a lump, or next, biopsy is expensive. Where it should be cheaper, we don't trust the report. So you have to go to private, which is very, very expensive. It's no one's fault that we have cancer. It's not a disease that you choose. It's a disease that happens to you. It can happen to anyone. It's no respect of your religion or your socioeconomic. It's no respect of anyone. It can happen to you. So we are just pleading that please make the medications available. Those that are on insurance, at least it can be put on insurance. Please. This one is to all, not only government, but every stakeholder, anyone that can help. Because this cancer thing is killing not just the agent, but the, it's like it's not very common. I mean, 15 years, 17 years, 20 years, people who have not even given birth before are being affected. Ibrahim Oponkwating is executive director of MENA Breast Cancer Foundation, an initiative to support breast cancer patients after his wives succumb to the disease. He explains that the government can lessen the woes by absorbing the full cost of treatment. Government should make breast cancer care free. It's important. Much as we are all aware that government incurs a lot of costs in the health care delivery system. It is important to also know that uh, there are many poor women in the poverty bracket who cannot pay for the high cost of treatment for breast cancer. From biopsy, from mammogram, pathology, chemotherapy, radiotherapy, surgery, and so on and so forth, you need a fortune at the bank. So we are pleading with government to make breast cancer care and treatment free. Even those being catered for by the NHIS, we believe that many people struggle to pay. So why not make it free, looking at the danger associated with the disease? Many women are dying on the quiet. What's alive on Joy News today? Let's take a break. When we come back, there is more in this bulletin.
Hello, my name is Abeiku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still the chop better with EcoBank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving. <laughs> Welcome to the smart world of EcoBank. Download EcoBank Mobile from Google Play Store. All the apps store and discover the smart way to bank. EcoBank, the Pan-African bank. Mom, so kitty rice contains 12 vitamins? Yes, 12 essential vitamins that growing bodies need. So grow healthy and strong. And smart. Absolutely. Kidivite Multivitamin Tonic contains all the essential vitamins and nutrients needed for the healthy development of children from age 1 to 12 years. Also available, Kidivite Multivitamin Drops for babies under 12 months. Grow strong, grow healthy with Kidivite. Distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Daddy, Daddy, this tank is Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a working surface like this. Mm -hmm. That's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-S syntax. That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil That's not true. But why? Hey! <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? important it's the only way you get to know the things that happen around you what affects you today and the future at joy news we have reporters scattered around the country who tell us about the communities they live in the people and their stories the key part of our job here at joy news is to make clearer the muffled voices in every part of society we shine light on the issues. My name is Aisha Ibrahim, and this is Joy News. Independent, credible, and fearless.
Hello, my name is Emma Davis and it's time to do business. In a bid to take full advantage of the automotive industry, government says it is in the process of developing automotive component manufacturing development policy. This, it believes, will attract investments from components component manufacturers to feed into the local automotive industry. There's more in this report. In its quest to accelerate and break into the top 10 global commercial vehicle market, Ashok Leyland has expanded its presence into a resilient light commercial vehicle with a new generation Phoenix platform. To this end, the company has assembled its maiden Ashok Leyland Phoenix trucks here in Ghana at Rana Motors assembling plant. Speaking to Joy Business at the launch of the new trucks, Deputy Minister of Trade and Industry Michael Otribefi stated that the coming on board of Ashok Leyland Phoenix trucks into Ghana's automotive industry will complement government's effort of developing an automotive component manufacturing development policy. These companies are doing so, including even uh, Rana Motors, are, are, are working hard as far as the, the policy is concerned, working hard to be able to uh, champion the cause of, of government in the area of automobile development. We are sure that within the shortest possible time, Ghana will become the automotive development hub in stop region. You know Ghana already as a gateway to West Africa and also with the coming into force of the African continental free trade area, it also gives us a different leverage able to enter the markets in the sub region easily. So these assemblies can use Ghana as a hub, I mean a manufacturing point to springboard into the other West African countries. On his part, Head of International Operations at Ashok Leyland, Rajash R. said the assembling of Ashok Leyland Phoenix trucks in Ghana will afford their business partners a seamless transportation experience. Ashok Leyland has always been in the forefront of creating technologies for the world and we actually want to partner with more and more companies across the globe today. And we already have manufacturing facilities spread across on Asia, the Middle East and Africa. And this is, we want to proudly present across this assembly plant in Ghana right now. And we are assembling the, the made in uh, Ghana, the proudly assembled Phoenix products across here. This is the ninth assembly plant for Ashokland across the globe today. Chief Operating Officer of Rana Motors, Kasem Odimat, explains to Joy Business what sets Ashok Leyland Phoenix apart from other trucks. It has a very uh, good engine that, uh, uh, that it's a uh, 1,500cc turbocharged diesel engine that has a very good fuel efficient, uh, it's a very good uh, fuel efficient engine. Also it has a 80 horsepower, it, uh, so it's a strong engine. At the same time it can carry goods up to 2 tons with this size. Uh, so for us we believe that it's a good uh, model that can serve uh, the Ghanaian uh, community and the Ghanaian uh, uh, business community. The Ashok Leyland Phoenix trucks comes with a class-leading five-year or 500,000 kilometers warranty and the scoring the trust in its quality. The Ghana Netherlands Business and Culture Council organized a 10-day horticulture business challenge to empower to share students and potential... Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? 
ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Entrepreneurs in agriculture. According to the general manager of the council, the project is aimed at bridging the skills gap in Ghana and also provide valuable graduates for companies in Ghana. Multicultural Business Challenge presents an opportunity for tertiary students to provide business solutions to real problems faced by Dutch Ghanaian companies. It also provides the students with the opportunity to acquire practical skills in the field of horticulture. In an interview, General Manager of the Ghana Netherlands Business and Culture Council, Jalen Wiyada, retreated his outfit commitment towards bridging the gap between theoretical and practical agricultural studies. Research has seen in Ghana that there is uh, when you interview companies, that there is a skill gap. So companies are uh, wanting to have certain skills and they are missing that in the students who come from uh, university or school. It's, um, you know, Nestle is a big multinational company here in Ghana. And they have started a training uh, for the employees, the new employees who are going to start to work to them, but they test them first. So they had like 10 people and they got like a training, short training program, and only from those 10 they, they took in three. But the other seven are good because they did the training program and then we saw that uh, other companies saw that they did that training program and they said oh you've done that Nestle training program we, 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 we want you uh, in so we, we, we're trying to do the same thing with all these kind of programs to basically assist the students to be more valuable for companies and that, uh, that, is, that we basically work against that skill gap. WO for business. My name is Emma Davis. Sports is next. As we suppose now, on a join news today with me, Muftaw Nabila Abdullah. The Africa Football League will be starting on Friday. Eight clubs, the major clubs in the continent, will be competing among themselves for the ultimate crown that has a prize money of about $4 million. According to the communications manager of CAF, Luxolo September, it is important that such competitions are organized to refresh African football. These are exciting times for African football because African football is redefining its route. The destination hasn't changed. The destination which was uh, uh, foreseen by our forefathers in 1957 in Ethiopia. Uh, but there has been a need to, to reroute ourselves because it is quite clear that at some stage African football somehow lost its way and got off the main road. But the destination hasn't really changed. Uh, the, the presidency of uh, Dr. Patrice Motsepe uh, has, has brought about the, the impetus to, to create a different environment, a business-friendly environment, a focused environment. Now, the reality of it is this. 
We had a number of competitions, existing competitions uh, at CAF. And there was an, we, we looked into a lot of these competitions and we looked at the revenues that were tied up to this thing. And we looked at our goals and our dreams and it was quite clear for us that to achieve our goals and our dreams, we needed to, to come up with new products that are going to bring the necessary revenues and stimulate the growth of African football to, 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 to supercharge it to the destination that we all desire. Now, the African Football League is, is, is an exciting idea. It's an exciting idea that is really bringing about change. By change, it doesn't mean it's replacing anything. It is bringing new innovation to the space. It is breathing freshness to the space. It is an, a, a platform for the continent's top clubs to play amongst each other in a quick, short format and, and, and create excitement. I mean, on a weekly basis, you are seeing Alakhli versus Simba, Sundown, Mamelodi Sundowns versus Petro de Rwanda, uh, Tunis versus Enyimba. And it's not only looking at one region. It's the top teams from across the African continent playing amongst themselves in a very short format. Despite a poor start to the new Ghana Premier League, uh, Kumasi Asante Kotoko midfielder Mohamed Sharif says the Pocky fans will be in a position to win the Ghana Premier League as well as the FA Cup. According to him, a poor start does not mean that the club cannot recover and do well at the end of the season. It was very frustrating because some of we, some of us, we are the senior players in the team, so we're very, very frustrated. At some points, like we're discouraged, but we kept working hard and encouraging each other. Yes, we know that we can't be there. We are above that, and we are more than that. So we have the quality, everything. So we kept working hard until we started winning our matches. You know, uh, as a player, sometimes you don't have to go there, but you have to go there. Some people speak out of emotions, so you just have to take it like that, but don't put, take it to heart. It will affect your play, so sometimes you just have to understand them because they are frustrated, they needed a win. Someone coming to support you and you disappoint them twice, they won't feel happy, so you just have to give your best and work out and get the good results for them. Mm, it's something we practice more of our training. It's something we practice because every time training we do we do rehearsals on corner kick set pieces and Carlo is always our main target. That's just sports for now. We do have more sports stories on myjoyonline.com. We appreciate your time. The news continues with Aisha Ibrahim.
time checkout was making headlines and we've had some updated figures from the health ministry of gaza who say at least 3785 palestinians have been killed in gaza since hamas attacked israel on october 7. among those killed 1524 were children thousand were women and that 120 were elderly they say a total of 12,493 have been injured the health officials added this death toll includes 471 people that the gaza health ministry says were killed on tuesday at al-alai arab hospital hamas blames an israeli airstrike while israel has laid out evidence it says shows a palestinian missile launched from gaza misfired the number killed in that incident is also contested. A foreign ministry spokesperson has said it was several dozens. That is it for World News. But before we go, uh, the NSMQ contest is on. And just an hour before we got here, at Shimoto School made it to the final stage after beating St. Louis and Wesley Girls. Achimota had 41, whilst Wesley Girls had 31, with St. Louis uh, coming last with 26. The contest continues on the Join News channel. That'll be it for the bulletin. My name is Aisha Prime. Log on to myjoinline.com. There's more of the news and updates of all the developing stories. Do enjoy the rest of our programs. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.